Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We've got some tough calls in Week 17, including Patrick Mahomes. Can you trust Patrick Mahomes against the Cincinnati Bengals? A bit of a layup defensively, but uh, Mahomes been missing some layups lately, people. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday. Going to ask you some 2024 questions. We'll talk about the TJ Hawkinson injury and what that means for next season. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into the Jets and Browns. And and more. Good morning, Dave and Heath. Heath, I, I see you have a nice, tasty championship matchup against Jamie in one of your dynasty leagues, huh? I, I do. You are. Uh, I, I feel like I'm being set up for something, no, but it no, is. No. It's a. It's an ex- very interesting matchup. This is an almost full IDP league with. I think we have eight defensive starters, seven defensive starters, and almost more than that on offense. Jamie has RB one and RB two on the season, both McCaffrey and Kyron Williams. He has two of the top ten wide receivers, Puka Nakua and Justin Jefferson. Um, just an incredible offense. Mm. And I think I have three of the top five defensive scorers on the season. Um, it's 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 defense versus offense. Yeah, look at that. In the Super Bowl. All right. You be, make like the Ravens and intercept him four times. Um, oh, by the way, how did your Mahomes leagues go? Uh, well, one, that is one of my Mahomes leagues. Okay. I have five teams that are still alive, and three of them have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah. Let's go, Mahomes. That means you're winning in spite of Mahomes. That's the sign of a good team. I mean, even last week, what did he score? 18 fantasy points? 18. Yeah, yeah. it was just 18, but you're, you you start him with the hope of him getting – well, it's changed now. It used to be you start him hoping you get 28 points, but now you'd be happy if you got, like, 23. Someone sent me a screenshot. Here it is. <clears throat> Never bench Baltimore DST and Mahomes. We in the finals, baby. And his league, Mahomes scored 34.8 points. It's like, what, what kind of a league are you playing in where he scored that many points? <laughs> anyway. No, I definitely had a league where he scored 21 or 22. Um, where, like, turnovers don't count or something? No, I was like, did you get points for the pick six? But anyway, let's, uh, let's get to the show here because the tough calls we're going to talk about, Mahomes, Travis Etienne, and DeAndre Swift in great matchups. Can you trust them? How about T. Higgins against the Chiefs? 
uh, if Jamar Chase is out. I think it might be tougher if Jamar Chase is out than in. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins trying to get revenge again uh, on the Texans, uh, who did not work the last time out. But anyway, let's go to uh, the Hawkinson injury here. News and notes, Hawkinson torn ACL and MCL. They face the Packers on Sunday night. He's obviously out for the season. Dave, from a 2024 standpoint, what's your early reaction here to this TJ Hawkinson injury? You have to hope that he heals up quickly and that he's available to at least participate toward the end of training camp and then be ready to go, probably on a limited basis to start the season. This is it's different for uh, you know a running back, receiver, tight end compared to a quarterback because of the tight end and all those other positions, they've got to move around a lot and we'll just see how he does. But could end up being a decent value if you take the approach of, all right, Hawkinson's not, I'm going to draft Hawkinson like he's a top five tight end. And then I'll draft another tight end later. I'll start the season with the other tight end and eventually get Hawkinson probably at a value on draft day, put him into my lineup once he's ready to go. Second half of the 2024 season, he should be good. So I th- I think this is almost exactly the same timing. Maybe one week difference is what Chris Tauter said yesterday from Chris Godwin's torn ACL. And Godwin made it back for week one, but then obviously it was hot and cold and off and on. And and I Godwin, I think, was a year younger than Hawkinson also when it has happened. But yeah, it's it's pretty pretty problematic as far as I go. I I don't I don't think he's going to be ranked as a top five tight end for me next year. But he could perform like one on a per game basis. Once Hopefully in back. the second half he does. Um, Look, so, but like if you saw him in round 10, you'll make a beeline for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What if it's round seven? No. I might take the chance in round seven. Depends on who else is available. I haven't really thought that far ahead. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, I'll give you his uh, <clears throat> 17 game pace. In the first six games of the season, with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, and they were, I believe, the the most pass happy team in football. They uh, he, were. He was on pace for a hundred and two catches, which is terrific, but only eight hundred and sixty one yards and six touchdowns in six games on one hundred and thirty three targets. Right, Jamie is here. He was having a a microphone issue. I'm going to bring him on. Uh, we'll see if we have the same microphone issue. Fingers crossed. Here we go, Jamie. Hey, they sounds great. All right. No issues at all. All right. That's TJ Hawkinson. Speaking of the Vikings, though, they could start any of their three quarterbacks this week, according to the Star Tribune. And again, they face Green Bay on Sunday night. <clears throat> we have uh, we don't have a ton of clarity at quarterback in Washington. He Ron Rivera has not decided yet, according to the Washington Post, as they get San Francisco. In Jacksonville, not a great sign that they signed Matt Barkley off the Giants practice squad. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has the sprained right AC joint, so we'll we'll see if he plays against Carolina. Um, Mason Rudolph seems likely to start this week. Not necessarily because he's beaten out Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett's not healthy yet. They're at Seattle. And Zach Wilson will miss this week's game, according to NJ.com, and they play play tomorrow at Cleveland. Meanwhile, how many times have I mentioned Jimmy Ward on this show recently? Houston's safety. He's out for, he's on IR. So they claimed Kareem Jackson off waivers from Denver, but their pass defense has been considerably worse without Jimmy Ward. They get Tennessee this week. 
Um, San Francisco needs some D-tackle help. They signed Sebastian Joseph Day, who was released by the Chargers. And a couple of Cowboys notes as they get ready for Detroit on Saturday. They've got uh, one of the spotlight games this week, Saturday night. Tyron Smith mispractice and Jonathan Hankins defensive tackle mispractice. Hey, did you guys vote yet? I voted. Yeah. Good. 17 times. Keep voting. <laughs> As much as you can. Sportspodcastawards.com. We are a finalist for the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast category in the Sports Podcast Awards. To help us bring home some hardware, use the link. It's in the QR code on YouTube. It's in the YouTube chat. We're going to put it there. It's in the episode description. Or if you don't want to do that, just go to sportspodcastawards.com. Click vote now and select best fantasy betting and gaming podcast and vote for fantasy football today. The whole process should take about 30 seconds Help us out. All right, week 17, tough calls. Jamie, you are facing Heath's Patrick Mahomes in the YOLO finals. He's up against Cincinnati. Are you happy that you're facing Patrick Mahomes in the finals? More so than ever before, um, but this should be a good game for him. Uh, Last week should have been a good game for him. Several times this year, there should have been a lot of good games for him. (laughs) Um, Look, he's he's always got the potential to have a a 40-point game, I hope. I hope he does. I have him in another league, so I wouldn't wouldn't be upset if uh, that's the one guy for Heath's team that goes off or one of them. (laughs) But um, it's it's not a tough matchup. It's more about, and and this has been the case all season long, the the stuff going on with their team as opposed to, I think, what teams are doing necessarily to them. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's got a little bit of an audio, a video pause there. So Um, anyway... Uh, he's he's still a number one quarterback, he but he's is. not a top five guy. Seamless. <laughs> uh, Dave, where do you have Mahomes ranked? Top ten, but not top five. Expecting a, a modest game against Cincinnati. Don't think he's just going to throw all over the place. I actually think Clyde Edwards-Helaire ends up taking a big bulk of the workload. He's their only running back at this point. And I think you can run on Cincinnati. I would imagine they'll try and just – do what they can do to get a win, period. They don't need style points for now. They just need victories to try and solidify their status in the AFC playoff race. So, Heath, where do you have him ranked? And then would you start, say, Baker Mayfield over him against the Saints? Uh, no, he's he's going to be somewhere between four and six for me this week, and I'm just going to keep starting him. Mm, okay, well, there we go. I think that's a little bit of controversy. I saw some yeses on the Baker Mayfield. Who's starting Baker Mayfield over Patrick Mahomes this week? Me. He's been better. And better matchup. Well, he's been better the last two weeks. Uh, three. Yeah, okay. three. I, w- I would bet if you looked at the last eight weeks, he's probably been better because Mahomes has had like one good game. That's just a guess. I don't know. Because Mayfield had some bad games too. Eight weeks, so that goes... Through week nine, nine through sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, look it up. Let's see who's better. You might be right. I don't have any idea. Yeah, but I've got it right here. Hey, Baker's got eighty fantasy points in his last three games alone. <laughs> he has been better for the last eight weeks. Yeah. Mahomes has two games over twenty fantasy points since week nine. He's been close to twenty in like three games, but over twenty—that magical twenty-point barrier—just two times. Okay, so Baker one, two, three, four, five times, including twenty-three plus in each of his past three. And the matchup is definitely better. I don't know if it's better. I think they both have good matchups. Uh it's close to I think they're both top ten. Stafford at the Giants or Mahomes? 
Stafford. Stafford. Mahomes. All right. So he's just riding Patrick Mahomes, ride or die. That's surprising. Very surprising. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. How about let's go to our running backs here. So Travis Etienne coming off two straight single-digit games. There's just a lot of concerning signs here. Four straight games with 14 or fewer. Well, I'm just saying there are concerning signs. Not getting a lot of carries. There's nothing concerning this week. <laughs> there is. I mean, he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry in his last 10 yeah, games. And Aaron Jones couldn't get close to 100 yards and ran for 127, and A.J. Dillon couldn't find the end zone. He scored. It's the Panthers. I mean, don't overthink things. All right, all right, all right. And then you've got DeAndre Swift, who... Oh, I love DeAndre Swift. Right, he never, but he doesn't catch any passes. He has five catches in his yeah, last five games. Don't overthink he, He's out, it's but he's out, he's out at the goal line. He's out at the goal matter. line. It doesn't matter. It, they make everybody look good. I he it's not So the difference is, like, Swift hasn't exactly looked bad, whereas ETN has looked bad, right? But Swift yeah. doesn't Swift have... Swift is my star of the week. I don't, I don't worry right. about this Swift one. Swift doesn't have the three to four catches <laughs> this, every this, week. This, this, this is this is the lane just opened up. You have a wide open layup. Don't miss it. <laughs> I mean, it's just too easy. Yeah. All right. So, but who like are we talking top twelve guys in these great matchups for Etn and Swift? They are for me. I'm not even overthinking things. I mean, there's just you know he's going to get the work. He's beginning to work the last two games. They want to run the ball. This is an easy opportunity to run the ball. It's the Cardinals going to the East Coast back to back road games. I mean, th- this is this is as close to a layup as you can find. I uh, I might be the one overthinking things on Swift. I have him ranked pretty low, just because I'm worried about well, what happens if he doesn't score? What happens if he doesn't have uh, a ton of work? Did the Eagles' defense solve itself against the Giants? No. Does that mean it's going to be a run-heavy offense for Philadelphia? Well, so it was early. I'm not I'm not ready to say that he's a bust by any stretch, but it's something that I think I've got to reconcile. They were up two touchdowns in the first half when they were running the ball. Yeah, and they gave him a touchdown late, right? Didn't he score late in the game? No, he scored in the second quarter. That's late. That's late. <laughs> and he should have had one in the first quarter. But that's the thing. Okay, if he doesn't score, if they get inside the two-yard line, he's not scoring the touchdown most likely. DeAndre, uh, sure. like, like I said, he has five. It's not like I don't think he's going to run efficiently against the Cardinals. It's not that. It's the He's a trap back, right? He scored in the fourth quarter against the Giants. Scored in the fourth quarter? Right. Okay. From he's, five yards out. So it really comes down to, like, he's going to get some carries inside the 10 when they get there. But it might only be, like, two carries the entire game. If he scores on one of them, that's great. But even without it last week, what do you give you? Nine non-PPR and PPR points? Yeah, that's not good. Uh, he's a number two running back at minimum. If you think he's going to – he could be more efficient on 20 carries this week. You can make the case that he's, like, well inside the top 20. All right, Heath, where do you stand on ETN and, and Swift? I've got ETN as borderline top 12. Mostly just agree with what Jamie said. I'm starting him and not thinking about it. Swift is a low-end number two for me. It's a great matchup. There's a great opportunity, but Jalen Hurts could have four or five touchdowns, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. And if DeAndre Swift doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to stink. So, Jamie, who do you like better, Swift or ETN? Who do you all like better, Swift or ETN? ETN. Travis ETN. That's okay. What about if uh, Bethard plays? Would it change anything? I think we should expect no. it at this point. 
I almost think that Jacksonville, they're almost, they're, they're I never expect to lose. They just need a win. As he, much he's top. literally never missed a game because of injury. <laughs> High school, college, the NFL. He, I saw a report that his status was in doubt. He's got a sprained he's, he's shoulder. Yeah, he was he in the concussion like protocol. protocol. He didn't miss the like game. Days. <laughs> yeah, he had the high ankle sprain. He, yeah, he was bent backwards and his ankle fell off and they put it back on and he came back. They, they the just game. signed a quarterback to their active roster. So I, I, I think. think that speaks more about Bethard, to be honest with you, than it does about Lawrence. Oh, they're not going to Matt Barkley over Bethard. Though. I don't think they're going to Matt Barkley either, but I think if they want to see what happens over the next couple of weeks, just in case. Uh, maybe. Um, all right. All right. So you guys like ETN and Swift. Do you like James Conner or ETN and Swift? Uh, ETN, Swift, Conner for me, but they're all very close. Conner, ETN, Swift. Uh, I think ETN, Conner, Swift. All right. How about... Uh, I uh, know. How about Brees Hall compared to those two guys? Start with that. He makes me nervous this week, but it's hard to get away from what his potential is. And you know, I, I know the Miami game was an absolute disaster, but he had been so involved in the passing game the four games prior to that, and then got back involved in the passing game clearly again. So, you know, just based on what his upside is, I know it's a tough matchup against Cleveland, but I don't know how I don't see how anybody could be sitting Brees Hall. But I don't look at him as a top twelve running back. I wouldn't put him that high. I'm not anointing him. He's coming off of a game where he had 32 touches on Sunday. Now he's playing on Thursday. The matchup is inherently harder. And I I just I I'm getting a little nervous about him. I have him 15th. I'm not sure if I can even keep him that high against the Browns. I'll start him as a number two running back, but I don't I don't know if he's gonna be he's gonna need those catches again. Mm-hmm. And I think he can get six or seven, 12. I'd be surprised. Did you just use my YOLO roster for the tough goal? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I um, <laughs> I, I'm not a, like he's the exact opposite of DeAndre Swift. Um, he could score 25 fantasy points without scoring a touchdown, and they could score zero points. <clears throat> I, I said to you um, before the show started, Brees Hall, he in week one, he scored something like 15.4 points PPR. That is mm-hmm. his only game all year with anywhere between 12 and 18. So that's why you get so frustrated with Brees Hall. Now, he does, it's, he's usually in the 10 11 range. A bad game for Brees Hall is like 10 11 PPR points. If you're in a half PPR or a non PPR league, it's probably a little bit of a different discussion, especially non. But he, he doesn't score 14, 15, 16. He doesn't have any okay or solid games. He's either great or ugh, that's pretty disappointing. But, but like, whereas ETN has single-digit PPR fantasy points in, you know, I, I don't know what it is, a lot recently, you know, maybe four of his last five games or now four of his last six, something like that. That almost never happens with Brees Hall. But uh, but it, it is weird. When you get those guys who don't have a lot of in-between games, they can give you a lot of fits. So, all right. So, okay, final rankings. Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall. What do you, well, as of Wednesday, your rankings of those three. Etienne, Swift, Hall, Connor. Okay. Connor Hall, ETN Swift. Hall, ETN, Connor Swift. <laughs> okay. That was helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. Devon H. Pick your favorite analyst, folks. Devon H. Is he even a tough call at this point, Heath, or is H. just a sit? I don't. I mean, it's hard to just say he's a sit because we know what type of upside that he has. But I, I was looking at this the other day. Like his. The two games that he's had this season where he's had more than 12 touches, the Dolphins won by a combined 80 points. Like, if it's been a competitive game, he's been 12 touches or fewer. 
they're hopeful this is going to be a competitive game. I don't think they're going to win it by by 30 to 50 points. So like he's got that that Brees Hall big play ability could score from anywhere. That's what keeps him in the conversation. But he's behind every running back we've talked about so far, and he's not a top 25 running back for me in any format. Ooh. I, I I totally agree. And the only way I'd be starting HN this week is if Raheem Mostert is somehow out. Uh, Dave, I see your ranking is 16th on Devon HN right now. It's the upside. We know what he's capable of doing. We know that he can break long ones. We know that he catches passes as well. We don't know how healthy Raheem Mostert is. If if Mostert plays and he's not at 100%, HN theoretically would get more work. I'm sorry, I don't remember. What was his injury when he missed that? Time? They haven't listed it as a shin injury right now. No, no. Um, I'm talking Nobody about Nobody like, had injury. a knee, right? When HN missed H-chan? that time? Yeah, yeah. HN was in the injury, yes. So since he's come back, I look, I don't know if this is coincidence. You can't expect him to break big runs, but you can you can cut his season in half. Before he missed that time, he had 39 carries. Since he missed that time, he's had 40 carries. In the last 40 carries, he does not have a run longer than 15 yards. Since and he's the, only done well in the in the blowout against the commanders, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. And yeah. in the four in the before that, the first 39 carries, he had six carries of longer than 15 yards, which is great. And he had three carries of 55 or more yards. So you can't. I mean, really, you shouldn't expect anyone to have a whole bunch of big runs on only 40 carries. But I do have to wonder if he's not as explosive as he was. Before the knee injury, I think it's. You also have a bad offensive line that's falling apart since then too. Ravens do not have a great run defense. I say that almost every week. It's if they have a defensive weakness, it's it's their run defense. It's not bad, but yeah, okay, all right. So yeah, uh, but only the really like elite guys have done well against them. Probably, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, only six running backs have scored more than thirteen point five fantasy points. They are Gibbs, Moss, Henry, Mixon. Kyron and Christian McCaffrey. And you just look at, at HN's game logs. I mean, it's 12 touches or less in three straight games. Like he needs he needs probably most of it to be out to do anything of significance. What do you think, Dave? Are we convinced is anyone convincing you to move him down? He's gonna be a top twenty four running back. Yeah, but you have him sixteenth. He's gonna be more like yeah, twenty four. He'll move down from there, but he's a top twenty four running back. All right. All right, let's uh let's take a break here and we'll come back. We'll talk about Zay Flowers. That big game last week after less than two fantasy points the week before. Uh, T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins, and more. And Stefan Diggs, that guy. All right, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
More tough calls for week 17. Zay Flowers, I think, is one of them. And uh, he's facing the Dolphins. You know why? I don't know if you guys agree with this. I don't, this is why I think he's a tough call. He's not, like, going to get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, right? They use him in very different ways. Uh, he doesn't have... I don't think he has an 80-yard game all year. But I think there's no predictability. That's the, the thing. And there's one thing with Zay Flowers that I've noticed is that when Lamar Jackson throws 30 or more passes, Zay Flowers is good basically every time. However, there's no predictability on when he's going to throw 30 or more passes. It's not a score thing. It's not a matchup thing. So I don't even know how you would go about rankings. It's <laughs> like, when are his good games? It's very hard to predict, I think, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. That's my that's take. The, Love to know that's, that's the land of the wide receiver three. Like, that's, that's the, we've got... 24 of them, as Jamie says, and that's just where what well, he's just ranked amongst the wide receiver threes who could give you a good game and could give you a four. <laughs> four. Uh, so what do you think? Good game or a four for Zay Flowers? What's your gut telling you this week? Oh, no, you don't. You don't try to predict the wide receiver. Yeah. Three. You just you just you just put them in the wide receiver three range. Uh, I, th- I think it'd be a fine game. I'll give him the 12 this week. Do you think the Ravens will be able to run the ball effectively against Miami? Nope. Then no. start Zay Flowers because that that's the trend that we went with earlier this year. I was reminded of that watching the game on Monday against San Francisco where you saw Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. They had a couple of decent runs, but really nothing explosive. It was Lamar that was getting the big runs, of course. And I think that they use more of Zay Flowers when they can't run the football. It's an extension of their run game. Think of those screen passes, those short passes. And otherwise, he doesn't get a lot of targets. So I well, think the Dolphins I, I, right I disagree on that. I disagree on that. He doesn't get a lot of Edwards and Hill struggle, and he, Zay Flowers has a chance to be top twenty-four. He he's played he's played four games since Mark Andrews has gone down. In three of those, he has eight plus targets. He has one stinker, and and yes, the yards aren't exactly what you like to see, but eight plus targets from Lamar right now is is a pretty good place to be. And he had the one bad game against Jacksonville, which we thought would be an easy one because of how bad their defense has played and certainly how bad they defended wide receivers. But, I mean, in three of those games, he's been, what, 20, 23.2, 20, and 22.2. Yeah. I don't think there's a really tough call here. Oh, well, there's a rushing touchdown in one of those games. But still, that's that, that's more. That's more manufactured touches for their best playmaker right now. But how do you – but, right. You, okay, so you could say three of the last four games he has eight or more targets. But – he went five games before that with fewer than eight targets. Mark Andrews was was still there. But Isaiah likely that, still getting That coincides. Those are exact four games since Andrews has been gone. All right, I mean, well, that's a great point. Um, I wonder if the target share, target share probably is higher. All right. So you're basically saying all right, that's a great point. All right. Without Mark Andrews, he has eight, eight or more targets. He's had three one, or four one games. dud. One yeah. dud. Yeah. All right. Heath, you buying that? You good with like the. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a good reason to make it a borderline number two. I still think there's a chance he can have eight targets and have like he had five for twenty five against the Chargers, yeah. but he scored a touchdown and so everything was fine. Like he could he his it's really going to depend on how well the Dolphins tackle because his his yeah. targets don't necessarily turn into a lot of yards. He averaged six yards per target against the Rams at sixty yards on ten targets. Man, it's funny. Yeah, but I had one again. The, the the process is how many opportunities you going to get, and in in three or four games without their best pass catcher. He's been the guy. So the opportunities are there. I don't understand what the tough call is. Well, you got him ranked 24th, so it's not like you don't have him ranked like a Oh, he's not a like, wide receiver. I mean, I, I, I extend it more than what you said. To me, it's like from wide receiver 15 to wide receiver 35. They're all in the same sort of boat uh, of, of potential. 
Canoe. You know, so that that to me is the the number two receiver range. Okay. One touchdown in his first eleven games and three in his last four games. Okay. Again, uh, what's big that? Piece big piece I, I understand that, but I wonder like, is is Isaiah likely drawing a similar amount of targets as Mark Andrews in these last four games? No, three it's less. He had, no. He's coming off of a four target game against the Niners. Yeah, but what do you have before? All right, whatever. Uh, and remember, some of those targets that Zay Flowers is getting aren't the type of targets that Isaiah likely or Mark Andrews would get. These little screen passes yeah. where it's like, you know, smoke screen. He, he throws it and right you, to, to Flowers off the snap. Flowers is waiting for it. He's got blockers in front of him. They want to try and take advantage of his yak. You said this for years, how rookies at the end of the season make that push. And here we are. Yeah, I just like I don't think the targets are that different, by the way, between likely and Andrews. I mean, they're a little different, but Andrews had six or fewer targets in seven of ten games. He wasn't exactly a target hawk because they don't throw that much. All right, we got T. Higgins and DeAndre Hopkins. Do you like them better or worse than Zay Flowers? T. Higgins at Kansas City. Why is he a tough call? Well, if he's gonna be the number one receiver, if Chase is out, is that does he get Legarius need? Because I don't like him if he does. Um right. and he's a tough call anyway. And then there's Hopkins. I I don't know how you guys feel. I'd like to see Levis come back. Um, but uh, Higgins, Hopkins compared to Zay Flowers, Jamie, how do you see that? I think you just go Higgins over Flowers. There's more upside, you know, based on what we've seen the last two games. And it's uh, it's not hard to to buy into the the downside of of Legere's knee. You know, so we we certainly saw that. I don't know how much of that was a byproduct of. Devontae Adams struggling against need or just them not throwing because they only completed a pass in the first quarter. Um, so that, you know, they just stopped attempting <laughs> to throw. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Higgins is, uh, is, is in that, you know, number two canoe. Um, but in terms of uh, Hopkins, I mean, my gosh, how many bad games have we seen from him? And so, yes, the Texans prior to their game against the Titans two weeks ago, had been absolutely beautiful for number one wide receivers. And then it came back again last week. So uh, I'd rather start Flowers over Hopkins. I'd start Higgins over Hopkins. But Hopkins, I think, is still a number three receiver. Okay. So anybody... This may be his last trip to Houston. Anyone confident here? I'm sure he'll go back for, like, autograph (laughs) sessions and stuff like that. True. Maybe some parties. Uh, I agree with Jamie 100%. The nice thing about Higgins is he's their number one receiver. I don't think they'll back down targeting him just because Snead is there. Could impact his catch rate, obviously. Snead is a very good cover corner. But T. Higgins was up against Joey Porter last week. We made a big stink about Porter covering him tightly. And T. Higgins was still able to break away for a big gain and touchdown and all that. So I like him as a low-end number two wide receiver. Higgins, Flowers, Hopkins. I may put Hopkins ahead of Flowers if it's Will Levis. Because chance for more explosive plays with Levis compared to Tannehill. Yeah, I think like it wouldn't surprise me at all if T. Higgins has the game that he had last week without the 80-yard touchdown. Like he had four for 60 on seven targets. Um, I think he's right in that same number three range with Zay and with Hopkins. I think I've got it right now, Higgins, Flowers, Hopkins, but they are all very, very close, within a point of each other in the projections. Yeah, he right. So that 80-yard touchdown was not, I think it was just in zone coverage, and Porter was not like on him for that play. Whereas Snead could really be on him for any play that he's not in the slot. 
And I just, I mean, he has been the the receiver eraser. So do you think, so So I'm sorry if you answered this. If Chase is out, do you think he's going to get shadowed by Snead? Yes. yes. On out, when he lines up outside. Not sure. He doesn't go to the slot very often, does he? Right. No, I don't, I'd have to double check it. I'm but looking I at it right now. So. I, I was already ahead of about 20%. When you say he doesn't go to the slot, do you mean Higgins, Snead, or both? Higgins. Well, both. Higgins. But, Higgins, yeah, Higgins, Higgins might be in the slot like a quarter of the time. I think I remember seeing that going into last week's game. Yeah, and it, week, I'd be curious to know if he would line up in the slot on his touchdown because maybe that's how he – if he was away from Joey Porter, maybe that's how he got away from Joey Porter. Uh, let's see. Yes. No. Maybe. No. no. <laughs> um. Anyway – all right. Yeah, so we let, didn't answer the question. No, I, I just uh, I don't I don't want I, my, I don't want um, my I don't want my receiver to uh, be lined up against Legarius Need. <laughs> I think that is a terrible thing. It's been really bad for for great great receivers. Uh, that my last tough call is Stefan Diggs. So we got oh. we got a snap count thing going on here because last week he played sixty percent of the snaps. Um. And and he got hurt on his first target, but Sean McDermott said he didn't think that was the reason for it. Dave, I don't know why you're laughing. Did I say something? I'm, I just I just watched the all twenty two of Higgins touchdown. He lined up wide across from Joy Porter. Porter was playing zone. He absolutely did not cover T Higgins whatsoever. Yeah. He was covering the flat uh, player, and Higgins did a slant over the middle of the Steelers defense and took off. Right, it was all very right. amusing. So Stefan Diggs, anyway, he's played 60% of the snaps last week. McDermott said it wasn't the injury. He played 46% of the snaps the week before against Dallas. But you could say, oh, it was a blowout. It was, but in the first three quarters of that game, he played 26 snaps and Gabe Davis played 46 snaps. Because Gabe Davis blocks. Sure, but but he's... They ran the ball like 75 times. All right, but you wouldn't expect... He's still out there. It's not like we're playing one receiver sets. The week before that, he played 78% of the snaps or 79%. This is a guy who usually plays 95% of the snaps, you know? So that's happening. And he's just been bad. I mean, what is it? It's 8.8 or fewer points in five of his last six games. He gets the Patriots. Uh, Jamie, what's your confidence level? Is Stefan Diggs a tough call for you, Jamie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a a lack of production. It's a a lack of pass attempts like we've seen from the bills because of their uh run offense doing much better last week they struggled to really run the ball to the same level they tried uh and it's not like Diggs had a huge game and so look are you sitting stefan Diggs? he's 96 percent started so for the four percent that are still in their championship that have him they may be sitting him so he's still a number two wide receiver but i mean how many times you've been burned by him in the last six weeks five times you know so at what point is it just okay we can't keep saying he's a top 10 guy, saying he's a top 15 guy, saying he's a top 20 guy. Like, it's just a matter of at some point he'll break through. I hope that's the case this week for people that are starting him. But he's probably cost you a a chance to compete for your fantasy championship. 24 targets in his last three games. None of them came in the red zone. One went into the end zone. Five of his last 650 yards. 54%. Yeah. There's only one good stat right now. It's that he's had a massive target share the last three games. They just haven't thrown the ball much. I think 36 attempts in the last two games. Who's having the party at their house, by the way? Is that Heath? Uh, it's not me. It is not. It, no. It's not you? No. No. Must, uh, be, no. must be me. Um, okay. It's uh, Jamie on the golf course over there. Um, 
Uh, anyway, Heath, uh, Diggs a tough call. I'm. I think I'm probably just in the same place with him that I am with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to start Stephon Diggs. Like maybe there's a chance that you have two or three top twelve wide receivers, and you're maybe sitting him. I think we all have him ranked ahead of all the tough, like Zay Flowers, T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins, all those guys. I have them a little bit, a little bit further ahead of those guys, but we all have him ahead of those three guys. So, like I would sit him for Chris Olave or Devonte Smith or Debo or Puka. Um, DJ Moore, there's there's some guys you might have with digs you might sit him for, but for the most part, I'm just starting him. Let me ask you this. It's almost the same question as with the Ravens. Do you see the Bills having success running the ball against the Patriots? No. Okay, so the biggest issue, because Adam talked about this, the target share for Diggs has still been great. It's that Josh Allen hasn't been throwing a lot. It was like 21 attempts last week, 15 the game before. So if they can't run the ball against New England, eventually they're going to have to go back to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's going to have to throw it 30 times, 35 times. Could you see that happening against the Patriots? I think I could. And so even if he's got, like, let's keep it low, a 20% target share for Stephon Diggs, that's still, that would only be like six or seven targets. That's not good. He's been over 30% each of the last three weeks. Now we're talking about nine or ten targets. I know the catch rate hasn't been great, but I think that there's still going to be chances for him but not to the same upside that we saw earlier or what we wanted to do with them when the season started. So I think ranking him as a number two wide receiver is perfectly acceptable, especially in PPR. Would you start James Cook or Stefan Diggs? I'm starting Cook over Diggs. Cook, but that's not an easy one either. You've got to, you almost have to count on the Bills throwing to Cook this week. Yeah. What, what about um, ETN and Swift or Stefan Diggs? I think it's those running backs for me, especially in non PPR. Well, I'm not nobody plays in non PPR. (laughs) I'm not playing in non PPR. I'm I'm sorry. People do play in non PPR. People do. People do. But if catches count, I'm sorry. I I was trying to make a joke there. I I I do care about the non PPR audience. Down your nose at. I have I have a non PPR championship game this week. Yeah, four that aren't. But uh, yeah. So anyway, in Dave in full PPR, are you starting Diggs or Etienne and Swift? I believe I have Diggs ahead of both Etienne and Swift. Heath, want to break the tie? Diggs over both. All right. All right. Well, well, I was going to take another break, but I think why don't we just get right into the what everyone's been waiting for Thursday Night Football, oh, yeah. Dave Richard. Na, 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 na. The Jets are at the Browns. The Jets ran 85 plays last week, and you got 16 targets for Brees Hall, 15 for Garrett Wilson. Um, you had a lot of a lot of good stuff there. Meanwhile, you got Flacco, who's thrown 42 or more passes in all four of his starts. There have been two quarterbacks who have thrown more than 40 passes against the Jets, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and neither of them did very well. They both threw one touchdown to three interceptions. Uh, how about this? In the last four weeks, the Browns have the most 20-plus yard completions in the NFL, the second most 20-plus air yard completions in the NFL. Those stats are, by the way, going into Monday's games. I, I did these notes on Monday before the Christmas games. But the Browns are getting these big chunk plays, connecting on deep balls. Guess what? You don't do that against the Jets. So I know this is not a, a great game aesthetically, but I do think it's a pretty interesting fantasy game. Jamie, does the Jets offense, I mean, the two guys we care about, are they good starts this week? Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. They're good. They're not great. 
I, I would venture to say Garrett Wilson could be bad. Oh, did are, is he outside your top twenty-four? Yes. No. Twenty-second in full PPR. I, okay, twenty-fifth. Zay Flowers or Garrett Wilson? Wilson still. Still Wilson if it's full PPR. Flowers easy if it's half or none. All right. How about James Conner or Garrett Wilson? Conner. Conner. Yeah. Okay. Look, I love the targets last week, but it's still Trevor Simeon throwing to him. And it's still a short week. And you mentioned how many offensive snaps the Jets ran. The Browns defense played 55 snaps. That's low. So they'll be a little fresher than they would normally be on a short week. And that offensive line for the Jets is still just such a problem. And I think the Browns can take advantage. It's terrifying that Trevor Simeon threw 49 passes against the Washington Commanders for 217 yards. I think Garrett Wilson had like a four-yard dot last week or something. Uh, just everything short. All right, so would you start Brees Hall or Amari Cooper? And let me tell you this about Amari Cooper. He has had four 200-yard games in his career. He followed the other three up with 48, 32, and three yards. The three-yard game he left very early with an injury. So 48 and 32 yards after the first two 200-yard games. The Jets allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, Dave, Brees Hall or, or Amari Cooper? I believe I have Cooper over Hall, but I don't necessarily want to expect monster games from either one of them. I'm moving down Amari Cooper in my rankings as we speak. I was way too excited about him. Uh, it's a tough matchup for him, too. And I don't know if this is going to be the same type of game script for the Browns like they've been doing the past four weeks with Joe Flacco, where he's throwing it 40-plus times. I think this is going to end up being a sloppy game, both sides of the ball. Defense rules. Okay, anyone else? Uh, Coop, uh, Jamie Heath, Cooper, or Brees Hall? I've got Hall over Cooper. I would start Cooper over Hall, but I, I also have Cooper ranked too high. Where do you have him now? Oh, top 10 but it's uh, a little bit too aggressive. It just, you know, you, you think about, you said this uh, many times, the great wide receivers have done well against the Jets. Oh, and we saw it with Jalen Waddle two games ago. You know, so it's not like you should fear him because of this defense, but I don't think you should say, oh my God, he's going to win me my week again. No, I, that's the thing. I mean, he's not going to be shadowed. I go do this every week, right? They have one receiver here, one receiver to take out of the game. Uh, not Najoku, but one wide receiver. They, sh of course, should shadow him with Sauce Gardner. They won't. They never do. So here are the good receivers that have struggled against the Jets. Devontae Smith had five catches for 44 yards on 11 targets. He had two bad drops in that game, you might remember. Keenan Allen was... What did A.J. Brown, Brown do in that game? Oh, A.J. Brown had seven catches for 131 yards on nine targets. Uh, Keenan Allen was fine. He had eight for 77. Stephon Diggs was legitimately bad. Four catches for 27 yards. That was uh, not the first game. The first game, he had 102 yards and a touchdown. So one great game and one bad game for Diggs. Drake London had one catch for eight yards on the road. You know, whatever. He's not even that, that great. Every, I mean, I don't know. Most of the good wide receivers do just fine. I, I don't run away from this matchup. I don't know about you guys. It's funny because they are the number one team against wide receivers, but a lot of it's been competition. And the ones that are good do well. And Cooper is... I think 77 or more yards in all but two games that have not been started by Dorian Thompson-Robinson. 
Anyone feel Which means well, he's a is, good this, wide receiver. This is Not the second a, best quarterback he's ever played with, right? No. His first Dak. Derek Dak Carr. One. I think Flacco too. I think Carr. Carr three. Probably better. <laughs> Flacco's playing, I guess, pretty well. I don't know. I mean, career-wise, Carr's not close to Flacco. No, but this is Joe Flacco in his, you know, the twilight of his career. The actually after the it's twilight Joe of his career. Joe Flacco. He, he leads the NFL in passing yards since he started. I'm sure he leads in pass attempts. He's got like 170 something pass attempts. Yeah, I, I'm games. I'm rooting for the Browns to win the Super Bowl and have to make this call next season about who's the quarterback. <laughs> All right, so so uh, if Jamie, if you think you're too high on him, where's everyone going to settle on Amari Cooper this week? It's hard to get him out of the top ten, but he'll probably be somewhere in the top twelve. Low, low I don't know if I can sit him for Steph Diggs. Oh no chance. Yeah. <laughs> no so that's where I'd go. Like if Diggs is a number two receiver, then Mark Cooper is going to be at least one step ahead of him there. He's top fifteen. Um, I think the other thing is is there a red zone target for Elijah Moore coming? We I saw Robert Tolleson, right? That there's a red zone target for Elijah Moore coming. <laughs> what did he say? He was asked about Elijah Moore, and he said, "We'll have that conversation later." That's oh. conversation for a later date. It's <laughs> it's the ultimate revenge game coming. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to talk about uh, Jerome Ford. He's, he's my MVP tomorrow night. Let me see if we have if I have any Brees Hall. If you have any Brees Hall questions there, I mean, we we spent a lot of time talking about him earlier. But uh, would you go Brees Hall or like in a full PPR league, Brees Hall, who you know five six catches maybe maybe more, or Raheem Mostert probably getting one catch. Uh, Mostert right now. Same. Mostert. Okay. Brees Hall or... Uh, is there a good one here? Brees Hall. Eh, everyone's starting both these guys. Uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice or Brees Hall? Rice. Uh, Rice. Uh, I've got Hall. All right. David Njoku, is he top five? Top two. He's top one. Wow. Top I think he's one. number three for me, but yeah. All right, he's top three. Start David Njoku. Double-digit PPR fantasy points for Njoku in nine of his last ten games. That's pretty damn good. With some 20 burgers with Flacco. Any uh, any interest in Jerome Ford this week? He's a good flex. You could run on the Jets. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just gave up three touchdowns to the Commanders. So but he's not a he's a between the twenties running back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, so is Antonio Gibson. You know, so you know, you're looking at um, Kareem Hunt's banged up. I don't know how much that'll matter when we get to tomorrow. We'll find out what the final injury report says. But I, I mean, look, he's uh, he should get back to his eleven point something yeah, PPR points. <laughs> so we've got the Browns scoring quite a few points in this game. I mean, they're a touchdown favorite home. Jets. You know, it's like we 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 saw the Jets do something well last week, and so it might change the opinion of some people, but. They're still the week before they couldn't score against the Dolphins at all. Brees Hall yeah. was terrible. Garrett Wilson was terrible. It's still Trevor right. Simeon. This is the best defense in, in statistically. They're not playing the commanders. Right. Yeah. They're doing a full 180 as far as matchups go. Right. It's like if if Brees Hall took you here, you say thank you. And whatever you get this week is, you know, hopefully a bonus. And he's not going to have the same type of game by any stretch. Oh man. Do you think he even has like a third of the points? Yeah, that's that would be the hope. All right. Do you think Brees Hall will be under twelve, over eighteen, or the second game all year in the middle in PPR? Second game of the year in the middle. Uh, yeah, feels like it's this is like the catches. eleven and a half over eighteen. Oh, Heath. All right. Uh, which DST do you like better? 
LOL. It's the Browns. Browns. How much do you like the Jets? Yes. Start Start them. Yeah, I think you start them. Flacco's still throwing a ton of interceptions. Yeah. And they can still get after the quarterback. And And they know him. They know his tendencies. Uh, just to give Joe Flacco a little bit of love here, he, one of the interceptions he threw last week, he threw two, was the last play of the half, and they didn't have a kicker. So he just had to heave the ball into the end zone, and it was intercepted. Um, and they should have a – I think they'll have a kicker this week. And that is it. Yeah, they have Bradley Patterson. Yeah, that is it for Thursday Night Football, the Jets and the Browns. Na, 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 na. Mm. Let's take a break. I got some 2024 oh. – mm. some 2024 questions – 2024 questions when we come back on FFT. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. You know, I'm just curious about something. How much, I want Dave and Jamie to guess, what percentage of the Kansas bowl game did Heath watch last night? I will also guess. Zero. I will say 5%. Jamie says zero. Dave? I'll take over. I'll take 6%. We'll do this Price is Right style. Well, then you should have said four, I think. But uh, you, said five. you should have said one. Closest without going over. No, you're you're really really terrible at this game, Adam. What? Like Dave's six percent is by far the best answer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, six <laughs> percent. Jamie's right. Oh, Jamie's right. Zero percent. I was in bed it? at eight thirty last night. Oh, Heath, eight thirty. Yeah. You got family in town and 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 a Kansas game on. Come on now. Kind of jealous. It's a good win. It was a Jason good Bean, win. big big day, six touchdowns. Sure. Okay, 2024 questions. Is Jameer Gibbs a first-round pick? Yes. I think he will be. Yep. That's just a little unusual with a shared backfield, I guess. But Mm, The Lions' backfield is a little unusual. Yeah. All right, fine. uh, Okay, next question. Anthony Richardson or Justin Herbert next year? Oh, that's a good one. I think I'll go. I think I'll go Herbert, but... I don't. Th- I don't think it's crazy to think about Anthony Richardson as like one of the top tier, or second tier QBs next year. Herbert will finally have a good coach. I, I think hope so. we've got a lot of questions to answer about the Chargers before that answer. Before we know the answer to this question, but I'd, I'd lean Richardson. What, what does the head coach matter if we were so excited about Kellen Moore? And because Moore wasn't what we expected. I, 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 I kind of disagree. I thought that Herbert got off to a really good start this year. He did. For a while, he was like QB3. Yeah, for a while. I think it was QB1. But I obviously, the injuries took a toll on the talent around him. The offensive line for like the ninth year in a row for the Chargers 
took some massive hits. They're going to be himself got hurt. And I think he was affected the first time he hurt his finger. I just can't wait until April when they are everyone's surprise, sexy Super Bowl pick. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll ever be again. They shouldn't be that. But who's the, well, who's I, the head yeah, coach? I, I agree with I agree with Heath when they signed Belichick. <laughs> yeah, is Belichick going to make things better for Justin Herbert? No, he wouldn't. Well, I mean, Belichick's had some pretty good quarterbacks in his career. <laughs> One. One. Yeah, I think it just... I was going to say quarterback play. As long as he brings in Matt Patricia. Yeah, I yeah, I think it, it is easy to forget how elite Justin Herbert was. Then the matchups got tougher. Dave mentioned the injuries. They have just not good weapons. I mean, I'm sorry. It just doesn't have good weapons. When Mike Williams went down and Eckler... So who are the weapons Eckler, next year? That's the problem. It's Quentin Johnston... It's been a pretty discouraging yeah, season. To take a leap. Yeah. We'll see if they add anybody else. See how Mike Williams is. Is Williams even signed? I think he is. I think they gave him an extension. Yeah. Because if it's Belichick, I bet I doubt they spend a whole lot of resources on adding pass catchers. Sure. And then they'll find running backs off the scrap heap. Well, if it's if it's Belichick as a coach without a GM role. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Belichick. I don't see the Chargers as a team willing to give out seven figures to a head coach. Well, they just said that they're not going to be worried about cost-cutting when it comes to coach. Yeah. If you are in the chat right now and uh, you have a team, you root for an NFL team that doesn't have a great coach, do you want Bill Belichick to be your coach? I'd love to know what people think. Do you The want... Chargers just spent years with Brandon Staley. Of course they want Bill Listen. Belichick. <laughs> As a Giants fan, Steve Belichick. As a Giants, I remember fan, when we were excited about Brandon Staley. I do not want Bill Belichick as a head coach. I just, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I would not even. Belichick ex- coach is you, you take Belichick Brian Dable over Bill Belichick, Adam. I would take Brian Dable over Bill Belichick. I don't want Belichick. Belichick the personnel guy is awful. Belichick the coach is fine. Look yes. what they, their defense is still playing great, and they have nobody. Give me Steve. Belichick. I don't think. I'm not sure Belichick would take that job. Which job? They're in they're in a, t- a terrible cap situation. There there are people Next lining year's up a around year. the street, back through whatever place, however description to to coach Justin Herbert. There are people lined up out the door for that job. You're talking about the Patriot the, the Chargers job, Heath? Absolutely. Yeah, job. Sean Payton wanted that job. If the Chargers were smart, they would have fired Staley last year and hired Sean Payton. That's the job he was waiting for. Yeah. He just couldn't wait to get back. I'm in. not sure I want Sean Payton either, but um, no, Sean Payton like got not, like $18 not million a good front office. Here. Yeah. Walmart it's, built an ATM in gone. his house. They just clean house. I mean, you could say that Bill Belichick is a is a good coach, but what? he all no. What? Hold on, hold on. He's also the same guy. <laughs> way to go out who, who well, obviously he's the best coach ever, but he's you know, everyone everyone's day runs out eventually, right? He's also the same guy who decided to to do that stupid experiment at offensive coordinator last year. So yes, he should not be in charge of anything personal. But he's going to be in charge of his coordinator. He's going to be in charge of his coordinators. Like the head coach is going to choose the coordinators. Okay, I I know he shouldn't be the GM. He shouldn't be making draft picks and all that. But his coordinators, he's going to decide on. Has he made a good offensive coordinator decision? No, he's made poor. Well, Josh McDaniels was pretty. McDaniels is pretty good for him. And he might reunite with him was wherever he, he goes. Or was it? Was he good with Tom Brady? I mean, like let's let's look at McDaniel's career, really. But I mean, fine. But right, Bill McDaniel's O'Brien? without Belichick is terrible. McDaniel's with Belichick and Brady. And a well, in fairness, Belichick without Brady is terrible. One hundred. I, mean, I think Belichick did a pretty good job in the first couple as of a years as a defensive coach, and as a coach, he's been great. 
Okay. And do does anyone here think Belichick would Bell. accept a job where he's the head coach and he doesn't get control of the personnel? No. Um, I, I don't think he does. So I think he would. It's take a team willing to give him that control. I think he would for the right, right money and he gets to pick the GM he's working with. Right, but then he's still making the call. There's just somebody you know? doing it for him. Okay, um, last uh, last question here. If Marvin Harrison goes to the Arizona Cardinals, Marvin Harrison Jr. Round three. <laughs> yeah. How many year two wide receivers would you draft ahead of him? So Tank Dell, Puka Nakua, JSN, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, etc. If Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the Arizona Cardinals, how many second year currently rookies next year second year wide receivers would you draft ahead of marvin harrison one puka and tank puka is it uh he's going to be a round three fantasy hmm. pick a total unicorn we really haven't seen rookie receivers going that high but he's awesome ready for the nfl (laughs) Polishes can be. Go ahead, Heath. Tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Um, I, I'm like, who's in Seattle with JSN? So I was looking at that, and I think, Lockett, and Lockett. I, I, think Lockett, I think Lockett has a really big cap hit. So I don't know unless maybe they could June first it or whatever. But I, I feel I, like his I can see JSN over Harrison as well if it's him and DK. Yeah. Uh, they can move on from. It's a big cap hit, but they can still move on. It's better if it's a post-June 1st. I mean, the Chargers are going to pay $12 million to Mike Williams to not be on the team next year. I think it's even more than that. I think it's like 18 for Lockett. Am I right? No, the cap savings is $18 million if he's a designated June 1st cut, which my guess is that's what he'd be if he doesn't restructure. Okay, But I would imagine that next year, Lockett, if he's on the Seahawks, falls to the number three role, and JSN takes a step up. Let's read some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. This one is from Adam. Ooh, that was fun, man. Talking 2024? Yeah. We're going to get a whole, we're going to get six months of this. Yes. I know. I know. Yeah. Make sure you listen to our offseason content. We never stop. We're like Belichick, no days off, except two every week for the next several months. And just as charismatic. What'd you say, Jamie? This guy just had a terrible drive. <laughs> Jamie is legitimately on a golf course. Right Let's now. hear your best Jim Nance impersonation next time someone's golfing in front of you, Jamie. Oh, they're all just teeing off. So, so who's next? It's a, it's a threesome. Here's here's Morton Shropshire at the tee. Boca Community Guy's got golf. like 17, 17 warm up swings. What are we thinking? Like how much? How many yards to the pin? The first one was like a fifty yard drive. Oh, this guy's a little bit better. This is about a eighty yard drive. It's a par three. Eighty yard drive. I could do that. 80 yards? That's I, I legitimately can do that. Okay. Is it like an 80-year-old? What's going on? It's a par three. All right. So not hitting it very not, hard. We're not, we're not getting the driver out here. No. All right. We got uh, Adam's question. Three wide receivers, PPR. Who does he sit? He says he keeps getting it wrong. So, yeah, I could see that. Puka, Tyreek Hill, Amonra St. Brown, or Cooper Cup? You gotta, uh, it's it's one of the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, I've I've also made the wrong decision with sitting one of the Rams guys. Uh, I'm I'm sending Cup. I am sitting really? Cup. And Adam, I will be cheering for your Giants more than you ever have <laughs> this this weekend. Jamie has Stafford, Kyron Williams, and Puka Nakua. 
So let's let's go wink. Put it put together something special. What can we get a history of Stafford versus Wink's defenses? <laughs> I can I can pull that up. Uh, I've got cop over Nakua. Giants Giants defense at home is pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for it. Can we get some wind, yeah, some cold? I'm I'm a little worried. The only thing that gives me a little bit of encouragement is the last time Stafford went to the East Coast, he had a pretty good game against a much better defense. Baltimore at, at Baltimore, 29 fantasy points. All right, this is from I don't have a name. What's the Rams, please? Leave those guys in 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 space against those corners. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll have to see if uh, Deontay Banks gets back for the Giants. It's a pretty big deal. Jackie, Susan, Uncle Leo, and Putty. Dave, why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see? Last week Mad about you. of a two-week championship. I'm up one point. It's non-PPR. Pick two out of three. Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, and Amari Cooper. Sit Ridley. Um, I might sit Devontae Smith. Really? Uh, Ridley, you, you Cooper, just... Smith, and who? Ridley, Cooper, and Smith. Pick two. Oh, I'd sit Ridley. You made you made the point the other day about what Smith has done with Goddard on the field. I know, I know. But when has when has Cooper done or when has uh, Ridley done well in a good in a bad matchup? Never. And Carolina, I think they're fourth best against receivers. But all right, um, yeah. What did I say? Eighteen targets for Goddard and ten for Smith in the last two games. Uh, from John, Mahomes or Stafford? Four point per passing touchdown. We answered this already. Stafford. Four Except points for- a little closer because at least Mahomes will run. Stafford won't run. I still take Stafford. Mahomes. Uh, from my from Max. Hey, Johnny, Mike, Eric, and Indomitian. Those are Johnny, Mike. Cornhuskers? Correct. Yeah, they are Eric Crouch. Heisman Trophy winners and finalists. Mike Rozier, I don't know who Johnny is. Eric Crouch. He's on the spot. Uh, He's got your Stafford stat for you after this question. Two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. Uh, okay, so we need two running backs. Mostert, Mixon, and Hall. It. Oh, by the way, it's PPR. Mostert and Hall. Yeah. Okay. Two receivers: Lamb, Ayuk, Pittman, Devonte Smith. Lamb, Lamb Pittman sure. if he plays, yeah. and Lamb and uh, Ayuk if he does. I think Ayuk goes nuts this week. Lamb, Ayuk. I'd go Smith, Smith over Ike. And right. Stafford has one career game against Wink Martindale. That is Wink. really strange as long as those guys have both been. In the I league. know, but this, well, this is as Martindale is a defensive. So yeah. Martindale's been like, you know, other position coaches. I don't have that. But week 17, 2021 season, 309 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. 17% of his throws went 15 plus air yards. He was off target on 0% of his throws. He was sacked once. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl that, that year. Part, that, was the Ravens. that was the Super Bowl year, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, last question here is uh, Bob from Malibu saying, can you discuss the pros, of con- pros and cons of starting a wide receiver when the other fantasy manager has his quarterback? So he's thinking about picking up Demarcus Robinson, but he's facing Matthew Stafford. He could also pick up 
uh, Gabe Davis, KJ Osborne, Jerry Judy, or Tyler Boyd? So I would pick up one of those other guys. The pros are that you get six points whenever he gets a touchdown. The cons are that he gets six points whenever you get a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just pick up Osborne. I think I, I, just, I don't even Judy? look at my opponent's Anyone? lineups, Judy? really, other than to try and block them. This is a week where you could try and block people. That's what I'm saying, Dave. It doesn't make sense to pick to look at your opponent's roster. You pick the player you think's going to score the most points. It, I agree. Sure. It it doesn't make sense to look at the individual players, but when we have thir- so many Thursday and Saturday games, it can make sense on Sunday morning to look at how far behind or ahead you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The I can. Floor, like Gabe Davis is the prime example of that. No. No. Demarcus Robinson <laughs> could be. <in. laughs> Gabe Davis is the prime example George of nothing. Dickens, if you'd like. Gabe Davis. Dave Davis makes no sense ever. Um. <laughs> Last week. Ugh, unbelievable. All right. Uh, well, you get some different. Yeah, you know, people have different philosophies on that. I, I feel like, you know, you're you're if you like Robinson the best. I'm not saying you should, but if you like Robinson the best in that group, you're punishing yourself by picking someone that you think is worse just because your opponent has Stafford. But if it's yes, close, you take the player who you think is the best. That's the hundred percent way to play it. Yeah, but it is close. You know. So Jamie says right, I gotta I was, run. Hey guys. All right. Jamie's Hit him straight, Jamie. Jamie's got to go work on his putts. It's a Spaceballs joke. And we'll be out of here. Uh, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with Starter Sit for the AFC Home Games. Amazer approaching 16. See you later. Ooh, a hard slice 15 yards down the course. That sounds, that sounds about right.